Hi, I'm Ellen Dupuy, KSFR2. The following show was recorded live at the Opposite Bookstore in Santa Fe, New Mexico, with your host, Jane Toganaga. Here am I, begging for only five minutes more. Five minutes more. Welcome, one and all, to Nichols Stories at the Opposite Bookstore. Yeah. So our first reader tonight is going to be Liz Rose, and Liz is reading Booby Trap. Well, I'm Liz, and I've been writing about uh, three and a half years. Booby Trap. Jim checked his log cabin in the Pecos Wilderness. Yes, everything was in its place. The wood stove emptied of ash, the taps run dry, and every mouse and bear attracting crumb bagged and buried across the meadow by the dead Douglas pine on the edge of his land. From that very spot in front of the sink, he'd witnessed the tree's life struck from its limbs in a blinding instant four summers back. He'd left its leafless silvery-grey skeleton standing, an icon to the suddenness of death by his way of thinking. He liked that it was now home to a pygmy owl and ears of yellow fungus. He drew the gingham curtains along the length of twine that served as a rail. Damn blast it! Jim thumped his fist onto the paint-chipped kitchen table. I'll show you, sons of bitches! Mr. Pepper, his blue heeler, sat up, cocked an ear inquiringly at Jim. Jim spent his summers up in his grandfather's cabin in the woods, Mr. Pepper and him, it wasn't till 1964, when Jim was still a lad, that the government declared the land a designated wilderness, and city folk arrived in droves and drove the wildness out. Civilised it, cut trails and campsites, and led folks on mules to see the place, Grandpa grumbled. Game was plentiful back then, elk, all kinds of deer, bighorn sheep, turkey and grouse. What with trout to catch, chanterelle and bolitas together, and growing beans and corn, when he was growing up they never went hungry. Grandpa stayed on with us after Grandma Isabella was gone. Four of us squeezed tight, Ma and Pa's bed in the far corner, Grandpa and me cosy, head to tail, counting one another's toes. Jim saw himself knee-high, standing before his grandpa's rocking chair on the wooden porch, while he recounted stories of his past and smelled again the acrid backy smoke linger in his nostrils from the pipe grandpa had whittled with his own hands. After Jim's dad died, he was alone. His ma's face had long since faded. In their time, both he and his dad had brought a woman to the cabin. Both their women had left, Better off they'd half-heartedly consoled themselves. Enough of reminiscing, Mr. P. Time to get to business. Jim fetched the broom and swept the last cloud of dust out through the open door and pulled it shut, turned the key and put it in his backpack. Every year before the first snows fell, Jim abandoned his cabin for the winter and left it locked and clean, ready for the next summer. Maybe a bachelor, but I like a thing in its place. Jim glanced at the sepia photo of his grandpa and grandma on their wedding day. They stood sentinel and unsmiling in their unaccustomed best, her arm bent stiff through his. The two of them had set up home right there in the cabin where Jim now stood. 
Despite their glaring from the wall, vandals had broken in for each one of the past six years, forced the lock and mussed up the place, leaving open cans and dirty plates strewn on the table, in the sink, even on the floor. Jim's face reddened with the ugly memory. He reached for his grandpa's relic of a shotgun, dropped a cartridge down the barrel, snapped it shut, and strapped it firmly to a chair back with a stock propped on the table. Bending down, he sighted it, pointing at the door. Unrolling a ball of string, he looped one end to the old-fashioned iron door latch, tying the other to the trigger. Try breaking it now, you buggers! He smiled carefully, releasing the safety catch. What you think, Grandpa? Jim addressed the photo on the wall. With one last look at his handiwork, he dropped his pack and then himself out of the window above his cot. Once on the ground, he nailed the window shut, pulled on his wide-brimmed hat, slung his pack and crooked his shotgun over his arm. Let's hit the road, Mr Pepper, he whistled. Come! And together, companionable, the two of them headed down the mountain track to winter in the town of Las Vegas. Next spring, when the sun was warm, as was his habit, Jim and Mr Pepper retraced their steps to spend the summer in the cabin. The day was glorious, the birds nesting and the mountain iris pushing through the earth. As he walked, he busied his head with plans. Extend the clearing, fence a patch against the mule deer, maybe plant some corn. He was happy. We're home, Mr Pepper. He put the key in the lock and pushed. Boom! Shot. Jim screamed and fell. Thank you, Liz. That was booby trap. Five minutes more, only five.